October 2nd, Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 21. Yet I, Paul, could have confidence in myself if anyone could. If others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. For I was circumcised when I was eight days old, having been born into a pure-blooded Jewish family that is a branch of the tribe of Benjamin. So I am a real Jew if there ever was one. What's more, I was a member of the Pharisees, who demand the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. And zealous? Yes, in fact, I harshly persecuted the church, and I obeyed the Jewish law so carefully that I was never accused of any fault. I once thought all these things were so very important, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the priceless gain of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I may have Christ and become one with Him. I no longer count on my own goodness or my ability to obey God's law, but I trust Christ to save me. For God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. As a result, I can really know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised Him from the dead. I can learn what it means to suffer with Him, sharing in His death, so that somehow I can experience the resurrection from the dead. I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things, or that I have already reached perfection. But I keep working toward that day, when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. I hope all of you who are mature Christians will agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must be sure to obey the truth we have learned already. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine, and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you often before, and I say it again, with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. Their future is eternal destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and all they think about is this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior. He will take these weak, mortal bodies of ours and change them into glorious bodies like His own, using the same mighty power that He will use to conquer everything, everywhere. The one thing that alarms me in America and England is that there is no alarm in the church. Most of you can't handle the light you've got now. Why should you hear more? And I believe God is holding back thing David wrote this morning, Lord, I can't live another day without the fire of God. You need the fire of God to pray. You need the fire of God to see visions. You need the fire of God to recognize there's no help for us. 
I don't want to try as I've done so long. Like David in Psalm 80, Oh, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, Lord, don't stay there. Come down here. We need God here. Does it matter if it breaks your heart today? You're going to have million, millenniums in eternity. There'll be no sorrow there. You can't patch up your prayer life when you get to the judgment seat. You can't sacrifice when you get to the judgment seat. You can't weep when you get to the judgment seat. It's all between here and there. This period we're in now is a dressing room for eternity. That's all it is. You need God this morning. Some of you have disobeyed God all the week. And this is the day, the valley of decision. You'll go back more after today than have you done in your life unless you obey God. As I said to you more than once, I'm troubled every morning I wake up. For this simple reason. I live in a world. I live in a world that has lost its way. And a church that has lost its voice. That voice has to come. You think the devil isn't a, a clever guy? How he tricks people, he never shows them the end. He just showed them the beginning. God's going to give us a new breed of men. And every time in that prayer meeting I would say this, Lord, at the judgment seat, don't stand there in your majesty and read the record of my poor life and say, Son, I had many things to tell you, but you couldn't bear them. You were too occupied. Your ears were catching other voices, but not mine. That's why that damnable TV has to get out of the way. You're hearing more about men than you hear about God. You're getting more vision that's television than you are about the vision of the Almighty God. That's all got to change. I believe many of you are going to a new lease of life from this meeting. You'll be amazed when you wake up. You'll be amazed how the Bible speaks. You'll be amazed how the Holy Ghost speaks. You'll be amazed how all your interests in other things have withered. Do you want to disappoint God? I don't want to disappoint God. I disappoint some people, I'm sure. But one thing I want to live for, Lord, I don't want to disappoint you and I don't want you to be disappointed in me. Let me say this this morning again. Listen, you are just as spiritual as you want to be. A man who is intimate with God will never be intimidated by men. That's revival. When you can't sit through the meeting, you feel you've got a burning cancer. If I don't get to the cross now, I may die before the meeting's over. I don't want a warm heart, I want a heart on fire. For the simple reason he's coming for a bride, he's not coming for a widow. And if you don't keep fire going, it goes out. He says, still let me guard the holy fire. Then he says this awesome thing, enlarge, inflame, and fill my heart with boundless charity divine. So shall I all my strength exert and love them with a zeal like thine and turn them to a pardoning God. You see, he's not asking for a theological definition. He says, I want a fire. Listen, if our God is a consuming fire, and he is, if he takes a residence in you, you'll burn till you die. God won't die in you. And all he's asking you this morning is to let the walls down, let the fire in. I can't live in coldness anymore. I can't live in blindness anymore. I can't be indifferent to a dying world. Every preacher who has lost the fire, you should be on your face down here. You used to burn, but you got so busy with organizing. The fire has gone out. Come on. 
I believe God's going to breathe on us this morning. I believe you're going from this place. I believe you're going to have to say, I'm in the valley of decision. Everything that's unchristlike, consuming me, everything which hinders, God is brooding over us. Don't insult the Holy Ghost. He stood at the door in Revelation and said, If any man will come, I don't care how backslidden you are, how disobedient you are, there's enough fire in the Holy Ghost to burn up every bit of dross in you, every bit of failure, every bit of coldness. God needs a torch of holy fire in your house. He wants the fire of God, your neighbors will know. I'm sick of theology and words. We need God to move in our midst. What does it matter? Surrender everything. It's purging you and stamping you and claiming you for his own. You'll never be the same after this morning. I won't. Then Lord, take us out and give us a vision of a lost world. Some of you have held out on him for five or ten years, and this morning he's got right in your life. Lord, let these men bring life where there's death. Bring freedom where there's bondage to drugs and prostitution. Dear God, many of our people go to church every Sunday. It's only a custom. They don't want God. Find some people that want God. Find some young men in Hong Kong who've been to hell and back. They're just about worn out. But Lord, you lift the beggar from the dunghill and make him a prince unto God. It's either going forward or backward after this. We refuse to go backward. We refuse to let the devil throw the dust of time in our eyes and blind us to eternity. You can't patch up your prayer life when you get to the judgment seat. If I don't get to the cross now, I may die before the meeting's over.